Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Livelihood is a WURD radio initiative that focuses on entrepreneurship, small business, employment, and financial empowerment. Through Livelihood, we host job fairs, pitch parties, networking events, and more. You can find a job board, resources, and more at wordworks.com. That's W-U-R-D-W-O-R-K-S.com. Livelihood is sponsored by the Pennsylvania Lottery, supporting older Pennsylvanians every day. Today in our Livelihood segment, we have our monthly contributor, Rachel Hannibal, who is a certified financial education instructor and founder of Missing Peace Financial Group. Uh, she became debt-free, paying off over $150,000 worth of debt, and she also saved a year's worth of her income in cash, and her credit score is at 850 Black Jesus. And this is why we have Ms. Rachel on here talking to all of you. Today, she will talk about the basic practices for setting and achieving your 2024 money goals. Good morning, my sister. How are you? I'm unstoppable. How are you? I love that you say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You know what? I used to answer my phone this way. House of the eternally blessed. How may I help you? (laughs) So I love it. Well, welcome to our monthly segment. It is 2024, a brand new year. Research has shown that uh, the majority of Americans are in debt, right? Uh, owes up to $30,000 or more on credit cards alone. And we have begun the year trying to figure out what should we be doing. What, uh, what advice do you have for people for setting money goals for the year of 2024? Well, we need to be very specific, right? How much... Can we realistically pay down our debt this year? How much can we save for emergencies this year? How much can we, can we, you know, increase our credit score, right? Or, or maybe increase our, our retirement savings or contributions, right? Let's be very specific. Don't just say, Oh, I want to save more. I want to pay down debt. Give us, give it a number, right? And then make sure you're not cheating yourself when you create these goals, right? Be fair, but don't cheat yourself. So don't just do something that you know you can do with your eyes closed without, you know, you do want to stretch yourself a little bit more. Like we all want to grow, right? So do pick a goal that's going to stretch you just a little bit uh, when it comes to, you know, reaching your 2024 money goals. And don't be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. What, what are your 2024 money goals? Give, give us an example of what that looks like so that folks can move. Because. We start out really well, right? I'm going to save $50 a month. <laughs> and by March, we, we forgot um, that we, we said we're going to save $50 a month. So what are some ways that we can hold ourselves accountable um, as we move forward? For me, uh, your first the first answer to your question is my 2024 money goal is big, but I'm paying off my 30-year mortgage this year. Um, and I'm really excited to be able to just go from a 30-year mortgage to eight-year, paying it off on my eighth year of, of being home ownership. But whatever wait, wait, it... Wait, 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 back it up. Reverse, <laughs> rewind. With a 30-year mortgage, your goal was to pay it off in eight years. Tell the Black people and the white people and all the people... <laughs> <laughs> how you went from 30 years to paying it off in eight years. What were the things that you did to get to that place? Well, I always started by paying a little bit extra. 
when you're talking about interest, uh, everything extra that you pay is, is helpful, right? So every dollar extra saves you money and interest. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to pay an extra $50 when I first bought my home above what they're requiring me to pay because I'm just getting my feet wet. I'm still young. I, I really don't have enough, a lot. And then I just gradually increased it every year on the anniversary of the date that I bought my home. So I went from paying an extra $50 the next year I paid an extra $100 every year. And then I kept going um, until I was able to just create a plan to just completely wash it all out. Wow. And people don't realize that when you add that extra, it really takes down on the interest rate and the, and the amount that you have to accrue in interest. So as an example, we have one uh, car payment. And we pay $200 more than what we owe every single month. Oh, that thing will be done in a couple of years, right? We are intentional about what that is because we don't want to walk around having debt around. And uh, my husband and I talk about it all the time. Like, let's just, you know, do this. So when we got rid of one car to get the other, they ended up sending us back over $400 in interest payments. They were like, well, you all were overpaying. No, we were not. We were cutting down on the amount of the time of the loan of the car, of the vehicle. Um, and the other thing that we do is that we don't buy brand new cars, right? So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we think, you think about how you want to save your money and, uh, and, and how you, how you spend dictates how you save. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So you are now going to pay off your 30 year mortgage this year. So hear what she's saying. Pay $50 extra every month, pay $100 extra every month if you can and where you can. That makes a difference. What else are you planning to do this year? So I'm just, I'm focused on that and I'm going to have a big celebration. I'm going to figure out what the big celebration is. It's going to be expensive trips, some shoes, something. But uh, that was actually going to be my second point. When you create these money goals, make sure you create the celebration with the goal, right? At the same time, when you write down that goal right, right next to it, what you're going to do and how you're going to celebrate. Um, and then break them down to little yummy bite-sized goals, right? We have this big thing that we want to do, how we want to end the year off, right? Break it down. What do you need to do every month? How much do you need to save every month? How much do you need to pay on the debt every month? What do you need to do every pay? What do you need to do every week? Break it down to little yummy bite-sized goals and even have a small little celebration for those as well, because, you know, it could be your favorite, whatever, you know, your favorite meal, your favorite restaurant, your favorite, whatever that you say, okay, I did this month. I'm going to celebrate that I'm on track to my goal every month. Um, what are the pieces of advice do you have for people who have never saved before ever? They've just, they don't know what to do. Right. How, what, what advice do you have for them around that? Start with a real emergency fund is is what I call side of the road money, right? If you're on the side of the road, how much do you need? If you if you have a flat tire, if you need a new tire, how much money does that? If you need to go to the emergency room, how much is the copay? How much are you going to need in a real emergency? Start with that number. For most of us, our deductibles are like $500 or something like that on our car insurance or those kinds of things. So if someone hit you, you need to be able to pay $500, right? So start there with something small. Let's get $100, let's get $200 and have $500 to be your first goal for just an emergency fund, what I call side of the road money. And then slowly just build on that. $10 more, $20 every time you get paid, whatever it is that you can do, start to build on there, but start small. And don't overwhelm yourself. So. There are a couple of things that came to mind to me. There are some people who are able to do that because they're disciplined. There's some people who just cannot. What would, what could we do to get people to be disciplined to saving that kind of money? Because, and the other thing is a lot of people are just living paycheck to paycheck. So to them, this sounds like a fantasy, right? 
how do we get them to start saving? Let's say if I put $2 away and then I add another $2 and then I add another five, that so that they understand that it's all money and it all adds up, even if it's in small increments. How do, how did you go from, were you always disciplined in saving? I think that we are all disciplined in something. We just have to move. We're all, we all have some, we, some level of commitment to something, right? Something that we enjoy. We just have to find a way to change our mindset to enjoy, um, the, our steps on, on the road to financial freedom, right? And so, um, I think that we've, I've always been disciplined to something. <laughs> I've always been committed to something. And then I decided to move it, put that same, um, energy into my financial future. But you're right. Some people just don't have, every month to put aside. And to those people, I always say every drop fills the bucket. Every drop fills the bucket. If you're putting $2 away, if you're collecting your change, bring back the change jar, right? You know, collect your change, your, your, whatever it is. Um, but when, when you're in an emergency situation, every dollar counts, right? If you really need a hundred dollars and you only have 50, it's much easier to borrow another 50 from somebody than to say, Hey, I have nothing. I had no way of preparing for this. Um, but just say, Hey, I have half. Can you give me the other half while I'm in, in this emergency situation? And so, Every drop, but you want to automate it yeah. if you can. Out of sight, out of mind. Create an, so, an automation. So they automatically take it out of your account, right? Yeah. But there are people, there are people with no accounts. Yeah. I was stunned to find out there were so many people with no <laughs> accounts whatsoever. So one of the things that I did with my husband when we first got married was we had this, you know, one of those big water bottles that you know you, and I just started throwing change in there and throwing change in there and throwing change in there. And one day something happened. And we, the banks were closed because something happened. And we, and we went in that jar. I was like, holy cabal, it adds up. It absolutely adds up. And we ended up taking that money out and putting it in the bank because we realized that, but we understood that there was a way that we could. And we always knew it, you know, that we could do this. And so we were throwing, you know, this in there, a dollar in there, $10 in, and it just all added up. And we were like, okay, all right, this can be absolutely done. Um, for an, And we started it as an emergency bottle. Just like you talked about, right? An emergency bottle and it worked. So for those of you who are under the sound of our voices that think it can't be done, Marva had an emergency bottle. <laughs> we were throwing coin, all the extra change, a dollar bill, a five dollar bill, and we went and just ignore it. Just kept keep throwing it empty out your pocketbook every week or every month of all the extra change and the dollar bills. Just stick it in there and you'll look up and it will start to grow. So for those of you who have bank accounts and you can have it automatically taken out, that's one thing. For those of you who don't have that access and you want to, because I see so many people, Rachel, at the coin star, just throwing coins. Yes, you see it all the time, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, and that was me. I was in a situation where my change jar definitely saved me. I had left my wallet at my friend's house and it was over the bridge. I had nothing. That change, that was when we still had told people, that change was enough for me to get back over <laughs> to yeah. get where my wallet is. I paid for my change for that toll and got back over there and got the rest of my money, but I would have been stuck without that. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the question for me, for when I read your bio, it says you were $150,000 in debt. What was the thing that changed your trajectory to move from $150,000 in debt to being the money mogul that you are today? I just felt like there was more in life, that God had more for me. And I needed to know what that was. And I wanted to, I had gotten tired of people saying, we don't know anyone like that. We don't know anyone who's debt free. We don't know anyone who has a perfect credit score. And I said, well, at least if I'm the person, 
our community doesn't have that excuse anymore to say that we don't know anyone who does that, right? And so it started off with me just wanting to be free, but then I was like, okay, now I feel like I need to be an example that it's possible. And that was my motivation to keep going after I started. I calculated how much they were putting on my student loan debt every month on interest alone. And I was like, no way. I don't even want to pay them what I owe. Mm -hmm. So paying them extra is too much to ask. So uh, that's where the journey started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did you go? How did you end up with an 850 credit score? Tell the folks. Being consistent with paying them people. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Pay them people. Pay what you owe. Don't, um, don't overspend on credit cards. If you can, I know some people, we have situations where we have to rely on our credit cards. Again, we mentioned earlier, medical issues, things that we don't expect. Sometimes we have to rely on those kinds of things. And I do understand that. But then other times we're still paying for last Christmas, 2022 Christmas, and we're in 2024. Right. And so we want to be mindful of like our bigger picture. What does that look like? And does that involve the things that we're overspending on day to day? Do they align with our values? And then once you change that mindset, it'd be easier to see. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add for the people? Uh, any other tips you have for them? Well, happy new year, first of all, because this is yeah. our first time together, first yeah, segment. Together, and I'm really, I'm really excited about us being made move forward. Um, but again, as I always say, you have two options. Either you can change or you can stay the same. And I'd love to see you grow and change this year. And so I'm excited about another year of being with you all, all our millionaires here. Uh, if people want to connect with you and learning how to save, what do they need to do? You can book a session or just go on my website at www.rachelhannibal.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook under my Rachel Hannibal and on Instagram, I am pep talks underscore. Uh, so there's all the information there. There's an ebook there that gives a hundred uh, wealth building tips on my website that you can download and get, you know, bit by bit of how you're going to get through your money goals for 2024. 100 wealth building tips. Where yes. can they find that? That is on my website on rachelhannibal.com. Okay. All right. That's all right. So she has spoken. Uh, my sister, I look forward to us having more engaging conversations. And if we can bring on guests that that you've worked with, people that you've worked with that can talk about, you know, how they move from this to that, right? Um, to get where they need to. I, I fully believe we do not need to be strangled into debt if we don't have to. And that uh, putting together something for a rainy day, even if it's only $100, y'all, $100 is a lot of money for a lot of people. Um, you know, put it aside uh, so that if you, you know, diapers or you need to go get some food that you didn't have and you don't start, start life happens. Um, I've, I've, I've transparently shared about the time when I had small children and I paid them the, the rent and my bills and I had a dollar something left over. Right. And so the fact that I am where I am today speaks to the fact that I was just like you, Rachel. Oh, hell to the gnaw. <laughs> we won't yeah. figure this out, right? So don't think that because you're where you are right now, this is where you will be for the rest of your life. You can take charge of all of that. Rachel has done it. So many other people around you have done it. And we want to help you the best way we know how to. So she offers sessions on how to save, how to build wealth, all of that. And I, you know, she also, you also work in Connie's school, do you not? Yes. Yes. What's the name of that yeah. school? It's always my Wagner. Wagner. Wagner Middle School. <laughs> um, 
uh, and you work with the students there. And that is incredibly important, too. You should be in every school building in the school district, honestly, at least once a week, having the conversations with our young people so they understand how to navigate through their money. Uh, my sister, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Uh, and I look forward to what we're going to talk about next month because uh, let's let's talk about the feds and the interest rates and what that means to our monies and where we're putting it um, in the month of February. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, honey. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 